Well, those wonderful jingle bells can only mean one thing. And as we come to the exciting day once again, Julian, I say to you, Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Alan. Merry Christmas to you, Julian. It is, of course, a wonderful time of the year uh, when it uh, is uh, festive. I'm going to use the term festive, Julian, and I don't mean that in a saucy sort of way. And what we usually do... Uh, hello, listeners, by the way. <laughs> my name is Alan Teresa, uh, and I'm here with my good podcast buddy, Julian Berthrat. Hello. And uh, hello. Hello, Julian. And we are the two guys on Fitness Guys that are going to be bringing you the Two Guys on Fitness podcast once again, uh, all the way from London and here at Jubilee Hall Gym, where we record the podcast, uh, which we tend to do when we get the chance. And um, what are you doing for Christmas this year, Julian? So I'm going to France for Christmas because Christmas is family time and it's always the time of the year I'm really looking forward to it. Family, it's very important to me. It is, and um, it's very important to me as well, uh, family and friends. What about you, Alan? I shall uh, be doing the same uh, because it's nice to relax with those you love uh, and uh, to enjoy their company. So anyway, enough of this festive talk. Uh, we're going to be having something of a Christmas ball uh, this episode of the podcast, and we'll explain in a minute what that means. So should we get this podcast started, Julian? Elias. So welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast, which is, as I said, coming to you uh, from Jubilee Hall Gym in Covent Garden. Julian and I are here on the upper deck and it's a very hectic day today. It's very unusual for this time of year, I have to say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen all around us obviously getting their work in before they fill themselves with lots of chocolate and turkey and whatever it is that people eat and drink this time of year to make them feel happy. So, Julian, uh, this is the time of the year when you traditionally do your famous yo-ho-ho. Ho-ho-ho. Yes. <laughs> Listeners who have joined us at Christmas uh, in previous years will be uh, familiar with uh, Julian's uh, solid peculiar attempt at yo-ho-ho, his little Santa impression. But uh, it's the Christmas ball episode. What we try to do every year is something uh, in season. Uh, we do a resolutions episode sometimes, but this year we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to do an essential exercise uh, episode of the podcast, and we're going to use a Swiss ball when we do the exercises. And that's why I was using the term the Christmas ball earlier, everybody. So are you ready to do some essential exercises using a Swiss ball, Julian? That's right, and the ball won't be in chocolate. Yes, it won't be in chocolate. It's going to be a very large ball, and we are going to be exercising our midsections and our abs and our core using it, which is a wonderful thing to do uh, and not so uh, punishing as other exercises you could do. And we chose that because it's Christmas. So shall we get started with a Swiss ball? Let's do it. Hello, we are on the gym floor with Alan, and Alan is going to perform the exercise, the Swiss ball leg curl exercise. I certainly am. This is what you're going to do. So two exercises, uh, so it's a variant. It's one exercise divided in two. So it's called Swiss ball leg curl. We're going to do two sets of 15 reps of each, okay? 
and so the first one basically you go on the floor on a mat you then you get your head and shoulders on a mat the body is on a uh, body in a straight line from shoulders to eating arms by side feet together on top of the ball and then you keep your body straight raise your hip drag the ball towards your backside with your heel pause for a moment at the top of the move and return slowly to the start it's important to pause for a moment because it is the momentum so that gives the brain the time to localize what is this exercise for which is obviously for your handspring but there is two sets here of 15 reps slow pace the second exercise is very similar, it's called the one leg sweet ball leg curl. So same um, uh, advice, except that keep one leg lift throughout the move and two set of 15 as well. The second uh, variation, it's a variation of the exercise, is harder. So basically if uh, you don't feel that you control the first version, you should stick to the first version, okay? So, Alan, are you ready? I was born ready. Okay, so here we got uh, a sweet ball, 65 centimeters. And so you go on your back, put the ball under your feet, feet together, top of the ball. Okay, that's for the feet. So you should, uh, your head and shoulders on a mat. The body is in a straight line. Okay, straight line. Okay, from shoulders to heel. Your arms by side. Okay, so that's the starting position. And now, in keeping your body straight, raise your hip, drag the ball towards your backside with your heel. And then pause for a moment at the top of the move and return slowly to the start. Okay, and we go for two sets of 15. So number two, you see when you hold up the position, you give your holder for two seconds, that's cool. Number three, you give your brain the time to localize uh, the muscle engage. Clearly here, we engage your arm strings. Your calf are a little bit engaged too, and possibly a bit of your glute at the very end. But the arm spring is the main target here. It's an hard exercise, so slow it down and take the time to do it right. Look good, Alain. Okay, yeah, I can see your face is red, so that's good. And also the other thing we need to keep in mind is when you go up, when your hip raise up, you should be able to keep your knee on the line, okay? So you don't want your knee to spread apart, okay? That's important to focus on the arm spring. Okay, that's cool. And okay. okay. That's good. How do you feel? Yeah, it's a coordination exercise as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough exercise. You have to keep the ball under control. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a rather efficient exercise. And you can feel it in your backside. Okay, so and now come the second, uh, so the variation of the exercise. I insist on the fact that it's more difficult here. So if that first exercise was barely doable for you, you should stick to it and just uh, improve. So the second variation, the, the variation of this one is a one leg sweet ball exercise. So basically, Alain, the same start. Okay. On your back, put your feet on the ball. So body straight uh, from shoulders to heel. But now what the change here, lift 
keep one leg lifted throughout the, the move. So lift one leg before you start, and now you move from that position. Keep that legs lifted straight, aligned to your body. It is hard, yeah. Yeah, Le leave that leg forward, yeah, yeah. You just lift it, it's much harder because here we walk. When you do single leg exercise, it's always harder because you can see and balance a bit more. Six to go, so usually here, people can't really go as high as the previous exercise, but the main thing is to be able to keep squeezing one more, just keep squeezing the main muscle, the arm spring. Okay, other leg, that's cool. That's also a good exercise to remind you like there is no point to hurry up when you train. You have to do it right. Two more and this is it. Okay, cool. So Alan, what's your, what did you find for you between this exercise and the other one? Yeah, it's even more of a coordination challenge. Yeah, this one is quite hard. I won't uh, recommend this one for beginners or even, you know, to start with. And uh, it's for people who are quite confident with their uh, legs and, you know, strength. And now Julian's going to do this on video. Today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Hall Gym Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the heart of London's West End? Then visit Jubilee Hall Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym's sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join online for £53 a month, and there is no need for a minimum term contract when joining. Or you can use the gym on a day pass basis. Find out more at jubileehallgym.co.uk or telephone 020-7836-4007 to work out at Jubilee Hall Gym, Covent Garden. So as we recover from using a Swiss ball in imaginative ways, it is time for... Julian's Fitness Tip of the Month. And what have you got up your sleeve for us this month? Julian Bertherat, personal trainer, with regard to your fitness tip of the month. Alan, have you wondered when was the best time to eat after your exercise? You know, it's funny you should say that because uh, for a very long time, Julian, I used to go to the gym and drink my way or chug my way through a protein shake as I was doing my workout. And then afterwards, I wouldn't eat for a long time. And instead, I would flop around uh, after I had finished at the gym. But now I get a sense that that was the wrong thing to do. Is that the case? Yeah, it is. So there is two ways to, to take it. Basically, if you exercise, okay, and if you have not really any sort of specific target, you should eat within 60 minutes after you work out your body will assimilate the food better. Um, now, if you, for example, one of your target could be to lose a bit of weight, um, it's important to go and train with your empty stomach and uh, you're gonna use your, gonna use your fat stock, you know, during the session. And afterwards, again, you can eat within 60 minutes. But it's very important to uh, eat shortly after your workout. When, when you say shortly, 60 minutes, it's a fair amount of time to, you know, have a shower, get relaxed and then eat or cook and eat. 
but it is important you do that okay that's uh, your body is still warm in activity so ready to burn what you're gonna eat and was I making a rookie error when I was also uh, chugging my way through a protein shake while I was training yeah so basically I mean it's when you train okay it's uh, you ask your body a task, training. So stressing, you stress out your muscle. You, your body is working on that. If you eat at the same time when you train, you're basically asking a second task to your to your body, which is digesting the food you are eating. And it's not the best way to do it because it's tiring. And also, you know, maybe in a very, very long time ago, maybe I was starving. I remember having a sandwich and go to train. You don't feel good, you know, precisely because your body is doing two things at the same time. And actually it's two different things. One is to burn the food you are eating to digest it. And then uh, basically training is a complete other thing, you know, so, uh, it's better to minimize and to ask to be efficient. So one thing at a time, you either train or you either eat, but you can't do both at the same time. Very good, very interesting, very helpful. And in fact, just listening to Julian there talking about when and what to eat with regard to training has made me want to have a sandwich. So if you also uh, want to have a sandwich, then, oh no, hold on. Julian is indicating that he's got something else to say. Yeah, I mean, also it's important to, there's, uh, there's, uh, you can have a little dichotomy between uh, a snack, okay, and a real meal. So basically a snack could be a coffee with a little, I don't know, chocolate bar, protein bar, that kind of things. If you feel like weak, let's say, you might be able to have that before your session, like an hour before, half an hour before, feel like that. And, and still then I will not recommend to start with the cardio or the running, but just like with some weights, you know, and then later on maybe some run, you know. But uh, yeah, that's important. A snack is the little things to eat, you know. It can help, you know, it's not the army. If, uh, if you feel like we get into a shoe something, why not? Uh, and a meal is a real meal, so that's completely different. And you need sure before training, if really uh, you want to have this meal before training. Very good. Uh, and now I don't want a sandwich at all. I want a bar of chocolate. So if you also want to have a bar of chocolate, do bear in mind what Julian's just said. Uh, wise words indeed, once again, from Julian Bertharat, the personal trainer guy in this month's... Julian's fitness tip of the month. So every month on the podcast, as those wonderful people who listen regularly to Gillian and myself and the guests we bring in to talk about fitness and all things health-related know, we take questions from those listeners who get in touch with us. We pick two questions per month. And we do our best to answer those questions. And we actually put a bit degree of time into this, choosing what to uh, answer each month. And we love it when people do get in touch with us. Uh, and we uh, do our best to stay in touch with people who do ask us questions and so on. And remember, if you do want to do that, you can contact us through our website, twoguysonfitness.com, a domain name that's sort of imprinted on my mind after all these years, or through his website, julienbertera.com, or through our social media, our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. And we do, as I mentioned, I think, 
love it when people get in touch with us. So, Gillian, without much uh, more ado, let's have a look at the two questions. I'm going to take uh, one, you're going to take one, and I think you're first up this month. So, what have you got in your oh-so-sweaty palm this month, Julian Bertheran? Yes, uh, it's always one of my favorite part of the podcast to answer to people questions. And first, we have a question from Filippo, who is originally from Spain, apparently, but who, know, who now works in London, who asked by email the following question. What do you mean by intensity? You talk all the time about it, and I think I know what you mean, but I don't really. Indeed. You know, Gillian caught me on the hop there. I was going from my, my notes and not really paying attention. Can you believe such a thing, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, uh, so yeah, so uh, what's Filippo uh, asking here? That's right, he's asking about uh, intensity. Now, um, Julian does talk a lot about intensity, actually. This is a good question, because uh, Julian does talk about the importance of intensity when training. Um, and I think most people have a kind of vague idea what he means, but what do you mean actually what does intensity mean when you train yes so basically it's i mean it's um it's a way of training really intensity also it's not all just a concept or it's a structure or type of training it's a mentality so basically behind this word intensity what i mean also or really if you want it's never allow yourself more than 20 second break so the intensity is to keep on uh, it comes from why i keep hammering uh, most of them my message with this word is because from the sport i come from rugby you don't have really a break when you play rugby And you have to keep it on. And also you have to keep a certain form, a certain consistency, a quality. You have to be efficient. You can't allow yourself to crash down in the middle of the game because your team members, partners are expecting you to back them up. And I think when you train, when I train, I sort of bring that kind of philosophy into my training. So when I see intensity, it's just like don't really stop it's not uh, be careful here i'm not saying crossfit because i think it's in a, another concept i'm just saying like never take more than 20 second break if you need more than a minute or two to uh, do an exercise again it's okay uh, to be clear maybe there is a lot of weight on the bar and you know you you need that break But again, my background is sports, and uh, I don't have that luxury to take five minutes uh, for this. And um, so that's what I mean by intensity. I think it's a nice training. And also the most important thing that people might not realize is it takes a lot out of your brain because your body is completely picking up on the pace. If you take too much time to lift heavier weight, one of the main aspects, and it starts to get a bit boring and the whole training takes longer, And ultimately, you know what? You get tired because from a brain um, point of view, it's not interesting enough. It's not challenging enough. Of course, it's challenging when you lift the weight. But then what happens when five minutes? Five minutes is huge. A huge time when it comes to training, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, so that's what I mean by intensity. Keep your brain 
uh, challenge by exercising lightweight, uh, some different sort of exercise, you know, leg extension plus uh, jumping lunges, stuff like that, you know, like keep it on because that's also a philosophy of life. Keep it on. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, can I just clarify something from what you just said? When you say... Uh, limit your rest time I think this is what you said limit your rest time to no more than 20 seconds uh, I think that's what you said a second ago D are you saying 20 seconds between reps or between sets of exercise okay, that's a good question I mean it's uh, obviously I also uh, recommend people to work by combo because I always think like it sort of keep you on rather than doing one exercise stop do it again again it's just from if you want to be efficient you need to keep it on so uh, to clarify and uh, trying to answer your question Alan it's It's uh, basically 20, 30 seconds between each combo, okay? Um, and uh, But if you do a single exercise, well, it applies the same rules here, so I will say another 20 seconds, do it again, 20 seconds, another set. That's all. But uh, with the combo thing, it's a bit more interesting because uh, challenging, because actually, you don't necessarily uh, need to take a break. If you build a smart combo, what I mean by smart combo is, for example, you can do 15 press-ups, okay? So we are into chest muscle, and you can do some air squat, 20 reps. You don't need a break in between. It's not the same muscle, same area, so you can keep on. And uh, yeah. Or you can do a combo, same area, like front raise, uh, dumbbell raise, um, lateral dumbbell raise, or front raises. Obviously, here, maybe because it's the same sort of area, uh, you can take this 20 second break. But yeah, it is the idea. Cool. Coolio, even. Now, uh, I hope that's helpful for you, Filippo. Uh, yeah, 20, 30 seconds. Uh, between exercises and um, I hope it helps you uh, with your uh, intensity of exercise. And to recently, it's funny enough, I, uh, I count with a client in one hour how many exercises we've done. And you know what we've done? I record, I, I film. And they were 22 video so 22 exercise i must say i did include four for the stretching and the abs so basically in terms of exercise even if abs is an exercise i will say with a uh, body part exercise we did like about 18 19 video you know for 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 the training and it looked like it might be huge i and the client did not see the time going that's what i mean it's You have one hour, don't train more, but fulfill the hour with something, you know, don't, okay? That's, uh, that's the idea. Yes, and uh, I can imagine that is the case. I've actually trained with Julian in the past, ladies and gentlemen, on a number of occasions. And uh, I can tell you, it is an intensive experience, uh, and I am frankly uh, glad to be alive afterwards. Okay, so let's move on, and uh, now it's my turn. Let's have a little look what I've got here. Uh, I printed this out earlier because uh, I'm always doing the printing of everything for Julian uh, because he struggles with using a printer. Uh, 
What a fascinating insight into our worker relationship that was. Okay, so now we've got a question from Michael in, well, actually, I'm not sure where because he doesn't say, who's contacted us via our Twitter with a DM as follows. What is your least and favorite gym exercise and have your preferences changed over the years? Uh, okay, that's it. Okay, so Michael, so your question is, what is your least and favorite exercise in the gym uh, and how has that changed over the years? Okay, Julian, uh, it's time for you to come clean. What's your favorite thing to do in the gym and what's the thing you absolutely do not like doing at all? Well, you know, it's... Ten years ago, my answer will have been very straightforward, which is the favorite exercise is definitely the squat. Is It does remain the squat, I have to say, especially because in rugby, as I'm a rugby man, legs are crucial. It's that your legs that give you the power to run faster and to have a better impact when you go to for a tackle or just you yourself and uh, eating the the, def- uh, the defense so legs crucial i'm a medium sized guy as well so leg is something i always like to build it's easy for me now the less uh, i would again 10 years ago i would have said that a pull up a free pull up uh, which is always hard you know the body weight exercise um, but over the year, you know, I changed. What did change about that is now, even if I love training my legs, I always make sure I put a similar intensity and enthusiasm into other body parts. And if I can, sometimes I do pull up, free pull-ups, but most of the time now I do front pull-down, seated row, other exercise for back. And I try to treat every body part of my body equally in terms of number of exercise, number of set, reps, all that. And so over the year, to answer your question, this difference between least and favorite uh, exercise uh, gets slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. And uh, the squat remains my top one because it's very demanding and I like it and feel good at it. And, uh, and I feel like I control the technique completely. And uh, and uh, and I get to use to feel my back better because I think it's uh, I get the answer um, to your question also is people avoid body part they can't really technically reach you know let's say um, you know people usually I think like training their chest because it's sort of easy to feel your chest you know it's very hard to miss your chest. It's very easy to mess up uh, a shoulder workout, you know, like uh, let's technically you can actually damage your shoulder with heavier weight. And if you're uh, the same with, for the legs, I would say um, a common mistake is, for example, a lot of people don't really engage their glute enough. You know, that's a problem. Uh, again, quadriceps, it's easy to engage your quadriceps. But yeah, but chest again, no. So most of the time, People, every exercise is interesting to work in the gym, but if people say they got a least exercise, it's because they don't feel it, they don't control it. And there is no fatality about it, just like, you know, uh, lower the weight then in that particular area, do more reps, but get it right, because otherwise you're going to create imbalance in your body. And over the year, you will end up with uh, 
typical cliche body type which is like upper body well developed and skinny legs so and you don't want that because when you get older you need your glutes you need to be able to stand up to walk it's crucial what about you alan do you have a, what is your favorite and uh, least favorite exercise uh well michael my least favorite uh w without a doubt is uh anything to do with the treadmill uh julian sometimes does his best to get me on the treadmill usually with a whip and a chair Uh, but I'm one of those people who I, it's just not my thing at all and I absolutely hate it I don't like running either for a very similar reason uh, so uh, that's right at the bottom of the list um, I'm not very uh, happy with doing funnily enough what you were saying earlier from a different perspective which is uh, being on a bench and doing a bench press and I'll tell you why because I never feel like it's particularly stable when I'm doing a bench press and that kind of lack of stability and also the mechanical element of it kind of puts me off a little bit really so that's near the bottom but the thing I love ironically related to that is anything to do with cables uh, I love anything to do with cables partly because you can do so many different variations and things with cables uh, and you can really push yourself and I don't know I just absolutely love working with cables it's like a really bizarre thing but you know we uh, we do uh, change our mind over years on the gym floor and uh, you mentioned the bench press you know it's been I think I can admit it's been three, four years time that I get on a bench press with a free barbell and do this. This 10 years ago will have been no way, Jose. I will, <laughs> I will have done chest session, definitely bench press event. No way I can avoid that. And now it's like, you don't, there is no, the good, the moral of all that is there is no uh, un, uh, unmissable exercise. It's all you want, it's through the, your journey in fitness, is to make sure you feel all your body parts. You increase your strength, you're there. And for that, there is a lot of machine. And I get a little, a little bit like, not, not upset because it's, uh, but bored by this kind of um, mentality which says, oh, this machine is for ladies or this one is for... No, there is no... When you go on the gym floor, this is your your way of training you know when you do read a book you read the book you want you know when you you're free to do whatever you want just the only thing is the guideline is there the form there's an intensity to put into it and that's all you know it's the rest it's just like my job is to bring uh, a structure a mindset to all that and and technique but the rest is just like Do you, when you do a chest exercise, do you feel your chest and not your shoulders, for example? When you do um, a squat, do you feel everybody, every muscle into your legs when you do it? And that's all. And it doesn't matter the exercise you do. It's not. It's just make sure you get, um, make sure you get results and uh, make sure you improve um, over this fitness journey. Indeed, indeed. So there you go, Michael, Filippo, and indeed everybody listening. I uh, hope that was uh, useful for you. And like I said, if you want to get in touch, don't hold back. We love it when you do. Uh, and that, Julian, and indeed the lovely listeners, was this month's questions for the two guys on fitness. 
So, there you go, Julian. Another year of podcast episodes out the way. And as we prepare to take off in separate directions to spend time with our family and our friends, have you been satisfied with what you have achieved this year in the gym? I think so. This year was uh, the last couple of years and the last year, obviously, have been uh, challenging in a way that we all have to adapt. And uh, it was... uh, From that uh, perspective, I think it was a success. I personally never stopped working and uh, I adapt my training for, uh, for the client and myself over the year to keep the client on board, enthusiastic and uh, enthusiastic also uh, to look forward to the future. Which is a wonderful thing and this is indeed the time of year to look forward to the future and hopefully next year will be a much better year uh, across the board than the past year was or indeed as my good friend and he is my friend. He's not just a personal trainer, he's also my friend. Julian Berthrad just alluded to there the past couple of years. So we say happy Christmas, everybody. Have a wonderful time. Have a fantastic new year. And look forward to 2022 with optimism. And whatever you do, enjoy yourself. And enjoy yourself, Julian. And of course, yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Yo, ho, ho to everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.